Yeah, another one of them flip mode joints. Bust the vibes, y'all. Word, mother, y'all. Check it out, y'all. Just sing to the left, sing to the right. Make you feel good, make you feel alright. One time, feel good, yeah, y'all. Bust the vibes in the place, y'all. Nigga, you feel real good, y'all. Flip mode the squad in the place, y'all. Buck wild for all of my people who don't care. Floss like a bunch of young black millionaires. Making you run, me and my done stacking my ones. Floss a little and best up in the mutual fund. Blowing the horn, a sense of every day I was born. Never dream I see a new landscape in my lawn. Dangerous, my nickel should be accurate. Have to get the flow be so immaculate. Hey yo, hey yo, watching my dough, sipping my mo. Sipping it slow, them pretty women saying hello. Anyway, go ahead and display your olive oil. Little honey dip whipping a little cat. Hi, it's John Amundsen. I want to welcome you to the next podcast in a series of podcasts presented for you by the Psychologist Association of Alberta. The purpose of the podcast is to present information that's timely, topical, and even controversial to the membership. I think there was a word dropped in that introduction that could have required a trigger warning. Uh, and as a matter of fact, that's what the podcast is about today. We want to talk about some uh, research that's been done on trigger warnings and their effect on people. Uh, uh, nonetheless, I, I didn't do a trigger warning. And uh, the research on trigger warnings may provide a basis for why I might not do that, or we might not do that, or the media might refrain from doing that. All right, so, so the articles today come from the Association for Psychological Science. Uh, the first one on trigger warnings and the second one on lockdown drills. I thought these were kind of shaking hands with each other. So let's, let's jump right in on the issue of trigger warnings. All right. So what are trigger warnings? Well, they are um, statements that are made in the media before providing certain kinds of information. They are intended to help people be prepared for the information that is uh, coming. And then the other is uh, so that they can run from it. They can uh, avoid watching it if they don't want to. The basis for trigger warning, oh, by the way, the researcher is Bridgeland, B-R-I-D-G-L-A-N-D. And the, the basis for this is to protect people who might be harmed by the content of the information. That is, the images or the words or whatever is taking place may cause them to experience some sort of an emotional reaction. So that's the purpose of the trigger warning in general. Now the research on this had to do with the process, the process of trigger warnings. Um, besides just the basic notion, that is the, the, you know, the impact, they were looking at uh, uh, four response patterns that come by individuals when a trigger warning is announced. So let me go into those. Bridgeland has identified these four things. Um, the first is response effect. That is the basic response of the individual when they see trigger warning. Okay? Um, then then uh, the second one is uh, avoidance. Uh, that in the very process of the warning, it's not, it's not purely related to the content, but it's this, oh, I, I want to uh, avoid paying attention to the trigger warning. Then what's most interesting to her, well, she said the avoidance is the most interesting, but uh, her statement about what she likes, but the most interesting probably to us is what is called the anticipatory response. And then comprehension, the overall impact of the information in the material that's presented. So you, you get a trigger warning. And so what happens first is that there's a, a response effect. 
how do we generally, personally, respond to this? So what does that do to us? And what she found is that there is, and this goes into the, into the uh, next two, the avoidance and anticipatory, there is an arousal. And there's an arousal just by saying there's a trigger warning. So that people are alerted. It's like, it's like saying, watch out. Well, we don't know what we're watching out for, but there'll be an arousal, uh, galvanic skin response and heart rate, I think, were some of her measures. And then she talks about the anticipatory issue. And uh, what's really fascinating about this is that there is what they call the forbidden fruit um, uh, phenomenon. So when something is popping up and it looks like that is going to be forbidden, uh, or it looks like that there's going to be something about it that's going to be critical or controversial, uh, people kind of gravitate toward it. They found a very low actual physical avoidance pattern. That is, um, when they're doing the experiments, there's a very low number that won't go ahead. And it's the idea of being denied something. Uh, the trigger warning is warning me that you may not get to see this. You should not see this. We don't want you to see this. So the, the uh, forbidden fruit phenomenon. Uh, uh, at the end, they're looking at then comprehension. So when, when something is presented, do the, the trigger warnings decrease the ability to absorb the material? In other words, I'm so excited about the juicy parts that maybe I'm not really paying attention to what the intent of the message is. So I may not be as comprehending uh, relative to what the, the, the information is trying to impart to me. All right, so uh, the other aspect of this that I think is, is really interesting is uh, the outcome. Uh, there has been research that has shown that trigger warnings increase the impact of the information. In other words, it makes it worse to have a trigger warning. Others have shown that a trigger warning decreases the impact. So there's this equivocal research. In her meta-analysis, what she found is um, that, that this is neutral that there is no definitive sense that trigger warnings increase the impact of the material or decrease it. So they're kind of a thing that's out there that doesn't have um, a, a very well-established, specified impact. But she says, um, what is interesting is consistently it raises the very process anxiety in these four steps going forward. So people get excited, they get activated, in terms of the material that might be forthcoming. Oh boy, I want to see this is one of the predominant responses that she has seen where people don't want to deny themselves something that might be available uh, to others. Yeah, very cool, I think. Um, all right, so we'll take a pause and then we'll take a, a, a quick look at um, uh, these lockdown drills. Okay, so let's take lockdown drills. Um, uh, we're all familiar with what this is about. This is where they're, they're teaching, uh, not teaching, but they're um, having a way to um, protect children if there should be an active shooter event in the school. Now, when we were growing up, I was growing up in Southern California, we had uh, duck and cover drills. And the duck and cover drills had to do with the possibility of a nuclear attack. And they would, they would just do these every so often. And we had to go under our desks, 
put our heads down on the floor and, and then cover our, our heads with our hands. And the most salient memory of that for me was the smell of the wax floors. And then we had to hold there. We just had to hold, don't move, don't move. The teacher would watch. If someone moved, she'd say, you know, get, get down, stay. And they talked about, um, you know, this is to protect us if there's an explosion from glass flying in. And uh, I remember one of the kids saying, is there going to be any glass flying in? And the teacher kind of laughed and said, I do not, our principal is Mrs. Arns. And she said, I do not believe Mrs. Arns is going to smash the windows on us today. So, so we've had these, uh, you know, drills that are uh, used to help children, uh, quote, feel safer or to protect children. All right, so when they, when they do the lockdown drills, it's the idea of shelter in place, whatever it is. The, the uh, research was done by a person named Nickerson, and what she found was that um, she was looking at the impact of this. And so what she did for her research is they took two groups, and in one group they had them do uh, the actual drills. They went through the steps, the procedures, the rationale, and had them, you know, like with us, duck and cover, but shelter in place. With another group, they had them do origami. <laughs> origami. So, so this was their control group. And what they found was there is, was no difference in anxiety between the two groups. So her conclusion is that um, lockdown drills, which some of us worry about, um, uh, have worried about, uh, do not increase anxiety. You see, they, they've done the, um, the uh, uh, stress debriefing stuff. And some of us were trained in that marginally, and then we could be available to go to companies or whatever, banks or, or whatever, after a robbery. But what they found is that the stress debriefing, in the same way the, the um, uniform interviewing of service personnel after duty overseas for post-traumatic stress, that it would cause problems, cause more problems than it would resolve. So we are concerned about interventions that would seek to mitigate against problems actually ca causing problems. So this one was refreshing to me because it seems to say lockdown drills do not increase anxiety in children. I think I related this in another episode going back to our childhood. We had a not a lockdown drill but a caution drill. A, 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 a car had approached a child and in, in the school district where we were. And so the schools were put on notice and we all were told, you know, be careful, watch out, don't talk to strangers, cars may pull up and whatever. And um, uh, Richie Pennock and I, uh, being really diligent young men, we went up, stood on the edge of the playground where we could observe passing cars and took down license plates. And every car looked suspicious to us and we turned those into the teachers. So in that case, it did, seemed to me anecdotally to have if not raised anxiety raised a precautionary effort into um, third grade students because we have to worry a little bit less about uh, lockdown drills and trigger warnings we can be with a uh, more lighthearted uh, song slow down you move too fast you got to make the morning last just kicking down stones, looking for fun and feeling groovy. Ba -da 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 -da, feeling groovy. Hello, lamppost, what you know when?
I've come to watch your flowers grow.